everybody now has to to manage and the anxiety levels. Correct. I mean, some days I wanted to pull pull out my hair. So. <laughs> Welcome to Balancing the Hats. It's the place where we come to discuss with men and women from all around the world how is it that they really balance their hats, the ups and the downs, the successes and the failures, and all of the things that they wish they knew. Joining us today, we have a wellness guru, Celia Cullimore. She's be joining me today as we discuss maintaining overall wellness of mind, body, and spirit. Celia is a phenomenal lady, and you know every single one of my guests, I'm going to say that about them. They, they are phenomenal. She is a fitness and lifestyle service director. She, she manages Bayesian Fusion. She is fun-loving and tenacious. She has spent over 19 years in human resources and is a certified trainer and assessor. She also would have represented on the Pace University's women's basketball team. She was born and raised in Barbados, currently lives in St. Lucie, and I will invite her now to say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Karina. Pleasure to be here. Hey, thank you. So before we continue, I would like you to tell everybody a, a little bit more about Bayesian Fusion and what it is that you do. Yes. All right. So Bayesian Fusion is a fitness lifestyle service where we package experiences for locals and visitors alike. So on any given month, you can experience mountain biking, hiking, caving, paintball, paddleboard, horseback riding, golfing, kayaking, archery, you name it. It's really about trying new and different things. It's about challenging yourself. It's about empowering yourself. It's about exploring all that is the beauty of Barbados. So our mission is really to help you get fit for life through engaging events that fuse entertainment, education, and excitement. And I must say, I would have met Celia a couple years ago through the Bank on Me uh, episodes that we would have had here in Barbados. And I was totally blown away by not just her professionalism, but her love and enthusiasm for overall wellness. And we would have, my husband and I would have also participated in one of her events. We haven't been able to get back to any as yet, but hopefully soon. <laughs> um, but we participated in her golfing with the pros. And I must say, I, I never played golf before and I had a really fantastic time. I, I don't think that golfing should be my profession, but <laughs> for, you know, to have some fun and to have some laughs, I, I definitely must say that I enjoyed it. Yeah. You guys definitely did well. And one thing I can say about that experience too was us as entrepreneurs working together. You came into the space, you're photographers, you know, you capture those moments, you share those moments with us. And I really do appreciate that. And those are things that we are looking forward to as we move forward with the brand, making sure that we have those crisps, those sharp pictures, those videos, getting those things out there to really show people what happens when you come into a Beijing fusion space. Correct. I'm, I must recommend it. I mean, you're not going to get me involved in a paintball. That that just is not going to happen. But 
I would like to be able to participate in some of the other events that you have, because I love that you say you're fusing fitness, fun, family, friends with Bajan culture and all things yeah. Bajan. So I, I think that that's fantastic. I mean, we normally hear about fitness. We normally hear about wellness, but a lot of the time when people think about keeping fit, they think of it in terms of a chore. They think of it in terms of something painful, more or less but you have brought a sense of fun to it, you know? And I, I really, I really enjoy that. I, I, I mean, I'm on her website right now as I'm talking to you and she has some things like Bicycle Boogie, which I know for one, I am looking to get through with. There's <laughs> Brett Fitfuss, there's Caving Cravers. I mean, she has a lot of things. For those of you that love paintball, she has that for you too. But again, that's that one's not for me. <laughs> and as you know, we are you're sharing all of this information with them, which is great. Appreciate it. And as you know, lockdown definitely has us not out and about. But the yes. beauty about this is we are preparing. The beauty about what we've done is we've planned. We've planned for the year ahead. We've planned for 2021. So even though we can't do it now, those events are on repeat. You know, if you weren't Correct. able to make it January, February through June, there's opportunity to experience them July through December and beyond. That's great. So you mentioned we are still on lockdown. I mean, the country has been opening back up gradually. But for those of us who are still at home, working from home, still homeschooling and everything like that, can you give us some tips for us to keep fit and healthy at home? It starts with mindset. And it starts with acknowledging what is happening and why you are feeling the way you're feeling and how do you move yourself away from those feelings if they're negative. If they're positive, great, keep doing what you're doing. But I, I feel like many of us, we, we have our moments of being down. Um, there's anxiety, there's depression. How do I cope with that? And it starts with looking in. It starts with then deciding how I need to feel and what are the things I'm going to need to do in order to feel those that way. So let me use myself as an example. COVID-19 hit up until the last week of March, I had my fitness sessions. All of a sudden, I can't teach my classes because we have to social distance. And even if I would have been able to put things into place to social distance, my ladies were like, we ain't coming. Because again, people are thinking about their health and their safety, which I totally understand and respect. So now it became that level of anxiety where what should I do? What am I going to do? So you had that level of anxiety as well when you realize what you love doing has pretty much been put on pause? Put on pause. Okay. And over that weekend, it was like, okay, solutions. I always think solutions. So even though this time might be really tough and very challenging, what's, what's next? What's the solution? And over the weekend, just kind of doing research, going online, and I saw a young lady, she started pushing her classes on Zoom. And I'm like, that's it. Okay, that's, that's your solution. <laughs> that's my solution. Because you know what? I have Zoom on my laptop. I have Zoom on my phone. We normally would use them for business meetings. But guess what? I can use them now for fitness. The tougher challenge is really just to get my clients comfortable using the Zoom app, downloading the Zoom app onto their phone. You know, so what I did is I ran a week of free sessions okay. so people can just join on and experience it. And so see what it's like for themselves. Yes, see what it's like, right, for themselves. And 
during this time, you know, people jump on, they, they, they tried it, they experienced it, and their majority did not. Okay. So there was the anxiety of, wow, like you are working from home, you're home, and no one is seeing you, and you have the opportunity to work out. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, it's not like you're in a space where there's 50 people looking at you. There's not. You are home. And that got me thinking, why is it that people aren't even, like, a, the majority of persons, why are they not jumping at this? The price hasn't changed because at the end of the day, th these are the clients through my Get Women Moving program. At that point, I wasn't necessarily pushing to the world as yet. It was more pushing to my immediate community, the community that I am with Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And, you know, it was, why not the urgency? But then I had to remember, these people are going through too, you know. These people are trying to process how they're going to deal with this thing. Yeah, because I think it came up. I mean, we would have been hearing about COVID and Corona in the news, but when it actually hit Barbados, I think that it totally still had us somewhat off guard. Yeah. And then for parents like myself, I mean, some of your other ladies might be parents as, as well. Most when you realize, are, yeah. right, that is a whole nother level that we had to deal with, whereby not only we're not able to go to work, but now our children aren't able to go to school. We have to work from home while homeschooling. And those are two hats that we didn't, I mean, we spend the time teaching our children and everything like that. Our structure was, okay, we go to work, the children go to school, we pick them up, we come home. But now everybody's home and we still have to homeschool them. We yeah. still have to manage a household, you know? So I'm wondering then if, if that ended up being the reason behind some of your ladies being a bit, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot all yeah. at once. You know, like you go from what is familiar to unfamiliar and uncomfortable. And it's funny that we're saying unfamiliar because this is your family. This is your household. Why should this be so different? True. But it is because there, there, it has is drastically. Been, there has always been this flow of life where, like you said, you leave for work, you take them to school. So your days, you're not necessarily think, seeing them, even though you're thinking about them. Right. But all yes. of a sudden we are all in the same place at the same time all day 24 hours you know so now yes. how do we get <laughs> with it i told somebody i i mean i love my family don't get me wrong however when it was the reality that is all of us at home because <laughs> you couldn't go to the beach you couldn't really go outside shopping there wasn't really much to do mm -hmm. and as much as you love them especially especially alice mm -hmm. I love him dearly, but at some point I was like, all right, you in my space. <laughs> we need a break here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just so sudden. And I think that is what totally blew people away from businesses to schools to families. It, it was just this sudden, there was no lead up to it. It was just a sudden shutdown and everybody now has to, to manage and the anxiety levels. Correct. I mean, some days I wanted to pull, pull out my hair. So, <laughs> And it, it's funny when I look at all of this, I usually work from home. So when the country actually was locked down, it was okay, okay. for me because this was my weekly cycle anyway. When I leave home, that's because I'm doing business. When I leave home and usually on the weekends, that's because there's an event. When I leave home, because I have my doctor's appointment. So most of my week is always at home so this wasn't like a burden for me and what I knew I needed to do was to now 
give my energy and my strength towards my clients because they're not accustomed to it. I am right. right? How do I like the coaching world will say, maintain that spirit of service. How do I now put myself out there when I can say to them, I am here for you. Yeah. And help I them understand. feel comfortable, help them feel comfortable, check in with them, make sure that they are okay. You know, sending information, sending jokes, sending videos, you're not overdoing it. But yeah. giving them that sense of hope that everything is going to be okay. We are in this together. And I can say to you, I have a couple of women who are not only parents, they are teachers. Wow. Think about that real quick. <laughs> wow. Their parents, they're teachers. Yeah. That in itself is a lot. Being able to juggle that, right? But the beauty about these parents who are teachers, they're the ones that showed up to the online classes. Interesting. And you know why? Because that was release for them. Okay. Exercise helps to relief, release that added stress that you might have. You know, you're moving your body, you're working your body because you know your body needs it. You cannot keep that stress and that anxiety bottled up. It's true. And it wasn't something that I had to tell them to do. They know they needed it. They knew that they needed it. And even though there are people who did not show up to our online classes that needed it, a lot of them don't just have the, the motivation because they're still processing. They're still dealing with. Yeah. You understand? And like you said, it comes back to the mindset too. If, if it's something that yeah. you really want for yourself, you know, you set aside that time. I mean, it yes, we mindset. can say we're ever so busy and thing, but we're not as busy as we used to be now that we, we're, there you we're go. still we as long time. time. Right. So. And for you, this time is for you. To make yourself a better you. There's a quote that I read last week, and it said, The only thing better, the only thing better than you is a better you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Think about it. Yeah. I like that. And that's what I know I am striving towards. And that's the hope that I have for everybody else in this world. You know, that we strive to be better used, better us, because the better we become the more we can do, the more we can add value to others. You know, there's a, a, you know, we talk about, you know, when you focus on yourself too much, you're selfish. No, you're not. You're self-full. You are pouring into your cup. You're giving yourself the energy that you need, the love that you need, the commitment that you need, so that then when you pour into people, yeah. you don't feel so you envy and upset that you're overdoing it and you're doing too much for others i only can give you what i have if i don't have it i'm gonna easily say i don't have it or no and it's funny because that seems to be the overwhelming trend so far between the various episodes that i've done everybody whether it was Kay hollander or onika shirley they've all been coming back and they've been saying the same thing Filling your own cup, taking care of your own self so you can give. And funny enough, all three of us would have used the example of on the airlines. We all use that, air, yep. that airline example, put on your mask first. So if your cup is empty, mm -hmm. you really can't take care of your family. You really can't even take care of yourself if your own cup is empty. So I, I think that that is great advice. But what I wanted to ask you, I know myself included and a couple of my friends, you know, when you first came home, you ended up snacking. I know I ended up snacking. I don't know if it was just the whole adjustment or what have you, 
But when they finally said that I could get out to the supermarket, there were things in my cart that I know I am not accustomed to buying. And I want to know what advice, because I find that when we're home, we end up snacking a lot more. And to be suddenly thrown into being at home 24-7 for the most part, I started snacking a lot more. And then I had to catch myself a day and be like, wait, I ain't accustomed eating these chips, though. <laughs> you know, we call it comfort. We call it comfort. Yeah? Okay. Right now, the world is on hold. I have all this anxiety. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. I feel helpless. I need comfort. Okay. And that's what you do. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Yes? I am that way too. I just don't overdo it. Okay. Yeah. So I I wouldn't beat you up or beat anyone up for snacking. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, we are human beings and we want what we want. It's true. It's no. Ice cream manage. is my thing. It definitely there you is. Go. It's no time. <laughs> manage, manage yourself. The fact that you caught yourself that is fantastic. You caught yourself. Some people don't catch themselves. They continue and they continue and they continue and all of a sudden they're. 10 pounds in okay in one month because they're constantly eating and they're not processing what they're doing so there's nothing wrong with snacking as long as you don't overdo it and then on top of that making sure that you are being active at home you know if you have a space on the outside where you can walk around and you can move do that and there's nothing wrong with snacks there's healthier alternative snacks it's the bad processed sweet over sweet, over sugary, over milky, over cheesy <laughs> snack <laughs> that will impact us. And as you know, COVID, they keep talking about having a strong immune, immune system. system. Yes, that's right. Those, those bad snacks don't help with a strong immune system. That's right. So it's like you have to keep your immune system clear. You have to drink your your, your healthy liquids, drink your water, eat your fruit. So some ginger vegetables. and turmeric and carrots and go. stuff like that. We need to get Use back in. Those things more yes. than you use your snacks. So I'm not saying don't have snacks, but just in moderation. Just limit. Yeah, just limit them, have them in moderation and focus on the things that will serve your body, feed your body, heal your body. So I want to ask you a question. What are what then are your thoughts on dieting? Because you know, a lot of the times I would have I would have grown up hearing about dieting and not eating certain foods if you want to lose weight, cutting out this. I've heard about people going on some crazy diets like liquid only and I think it was the lemonade diet and they've there have been a lot of people that focus a lot on dieting what is your position where dieting is concerned and how it affects overall wellness of the body and mind and spirit funny enough when I was in secondary school going into college I always wanted to be a dietitian. Interesting. And that came about because in my younger years, I was very active. I was an athlete. I played netball. I played basketball. I played track. But it's amazing how sometimes people can say things to you and that triggers something in your mind and you want to fix it. So when I was younger, and I can laugh about it now, but I remember my mom saying to me, oh, you're, you have some big knees. You have some cow knees. You know, you're going to be fat when you get older. Hmm. Uh-huh. Well, okay. Celia doesn't want to be fat. <laughs> so what is Celia going to do? Celia is going to do everything she can not to get fat. So doing research and barely eating, using fiber tablets to reduce my appetite. So because I'm active, I want to reduce my appetite. 
So I'm going to take these fiber tablets and I'm drinking soups and drinking liquids. And if I barely eat a sweet, I want to work out. And I can tell you that that influenced me a lot because in school at Corrigan Parry, I was like that. And I didn't realize how bad it was because 10 years later, we had a, we had a, a reunion, Corrigan Parry reunion. And I remember one of my friends was like, Celia, are you still so crazy about your weight? I'm like, huh? What do you mean? I forgot that that's how I was. She was like, yeah, like if you barely ate a man, you want to run around the court, you want to oh, do this, okay. you want to do that. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, it was that insane. And as I got older and I started doing my own research on diets, you know, diet can be a negative connotation for people. It's a negative, like people already run when they hear the word diet. For me, I prefer to use the word nutrition, nourishment. You know, now you're consuming things for your nourishment. Yeah. Okay. Not necessarily just to lose weight or lose pounds, but to feed your body in a healthy manner. There you go. So for me as an athlete playing basketball and running, I needed energy. I needed nourishment. I could not survive just off of water, just off of soup. I needed more calories so did that make you sick sorry to cross you but did did it not make you sick if you were so active because as as athletes I mean I used to be a swimmer back in the day and like like you would have mentioned once you're training your metabolism mm -hmm. increases and you end up eating a lot more you have to eat enough to nourish your body because you're burning so much but if you were only on soups and a lot of liquids and you were still training did, didn't that eventually make you sick at some point? I honestly did not get sick. There's something wow. about being a youth and young that your body can bounce back from a lot of things. And when we were younger, remember, we had so much energy. Like, we never really got tired. That's true, too. And then as you get older, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. <laughs> but we would be out and about all day. Somehow you wish you could bottle that energy, you know? <laughs> there you go. So younger, for some reason, my body was working for me at that point. But I did lose weight. Okay. Because I was even wearing girdles. Wow. 13, 14, 15-year-old wearing a girdle. Like, what is my problem? You know, that's how crazy, that's how much it went into my mind. So your mother didn't see the impact that it, it made on you based on that statement? Or are the two weren't linked at the no, time? No, and we never, we never talked about it. I just bottled that up. Okay. And it's only as I became an adult living overseas, and it was one year I came home, and then I had that conversation. Okay. Right? Because even though I was older, these are things that I always still thought about, making sure I'm eating properly, making sure I'm getting the nutrition that I need, right? But I still love, I still love snacks too. I grew up on, you know, corn curls and chocolates. And <laughs> Hills corn curls, right? There you go, because we're children, you know, but at some point you got to, well, if these things make me fat, then I don't want them. And I just kind of cut out okay so your mind does things to you when if so if it's something that you really don't want and this thing is going to really impact you you we have a way of tri being triggered and just stopping okay so when you see people who might have been 300 pounds and all of a sudden lost half their body weight something triggered and they're like i don't want this anymore and they become committed you know and they become a force to be reckoned with because now this is important to me. Okay. So even as you think about diet and stuff, I can speak to someone to the cows come home about eating well. Some of them will, might budge and nudge and say, all right, 
Celia is mentioning this, I'm going to do that. But most people who are ready for a change, they made that decision because something happened for them to make that decision. So they could have been hearing it forever, but they weren't ready. Yeah. You have to get to that place in your own head. There you go. A circumstance in life brings you to that point in terms of making that decision. So for, for in terms of diet and nutrition, I think it's about educating yourself. So even though people can tell you, I think it's still very important to educate yourself about nutrition and about food and asking questions. You know, you go to the doctor, you get your checkups, ask questions, be curious, know what's happening in your body because there's a thing out there um, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, I remember them talking about bio-individuality. What works for Celia may not work for Karina. Yes, we yeah. have bodies, but our bodies might be very, functioning very differently based on age, based on health conditions, pre-existing conditions. I Right now, I have a thyroid condition. I've had it for a number of years. I'm on medication. So there are certain things that I refuse to eat, and then there are certain things that I will eat. And I can't watch you because me and you, our bodies are operating and functioning differently. My thyroid regulates my entire hormonal system, right? So I have my ups and downs, but I now know how to manage them based on experience, based on research, based on conversations with my endocrinologist so I can make the better decisions. Well, I love that you said that because when we hear about the dieting, yes, you, like you said, it is, it's one of those words where a lot of people get fearful and everything. And I like that you said it's more about nutrition, but more importantly, that it is understanding there's no one size fits all, more or less, because we might look at somebody that's a, of our same height, around our same age, but we don't know what underlying health issues they may have. And we might say, well, they managed to lose 100 pounds by doing X, Y, Z. But when you try it, it doesn't work for you because, like you said, you have to do your own research for you as an individual and talk to your doctor. Dr. Google is not the only pl- person that you should look at. You have to actually talk to your healthcare physician to find out what really works for you. And I think that that, that is so, so very important. But how exactly, because it seems like you, you've been involved in some level of fitness from the beginning, from the inception, but how exactly did you get involved with the the whole idea and the concept of health and wellness and what led you to actually creating Bajan Fusion? Right. So being an athlete, being a youth, we have always been involved in health and wellness. Yes. It is just that when you're young, you just kind of go with what people are telling you to do. You might listen to your body, but you might not. But as you get older and you started seeing and understanding things for yourself, you start making more informed decisions. So I think my informed decision really came about when not only playing basketball, because playing basketball, yes, we needed energy. You had to eat well. We had a coach. We had a therapist. We had different people in our space. But the biggest decision for me was when I came down with hyperthyroidism. And that was back in 2006. And I ignored Many symptoms that I had in 2006, swollen feet, um, dry skin, dry hair, um, heart tremors, body tremors, sorry, pains in my heart, um, heat, you know, very hot. I mean, there were so many things that was happening to my body. You said you ignored, you ignored ignored these symptoms? I, I made every excuse in the book. 
that because I'm no longer playing basketball, you know, I'm not as active as I used to be. So my body is just reacting to that. And I just need to start working out. I had every excuse in the book. Okay. Yes. And it was six months later. So I went from September of 2006 to March of 2007. At that point, I was living in New York and I was on the train going to work on my way to work. And um, when you're standing in the train, you know, there's obviously the glass so you can the reflection. You can see yourself. And I don't know, right. something just prompted me to touch my neck. And when I touched my neck, I felt neck like just swollen out. I'm like, what is this? So you, you didn't notice it until that moment on the train? Did not notice it. Wow. All right. So got off, scurried off the train, got to work. We have a, had a corporate doctor. Um, at work so I went straight I didn't even go into the office went straight to the doctor and I said look you know at that point it was winter time so I had my jacket and I opened it up and or almost the end of winter and she was like wow you have an enlarged thyroid I'm like what so at that point I didn't even know what a thyroid was like you have a body and it's important that we know every part of our body and at that point I had no idea what a thyroid was and what you know what was the purpose of it Yes. So she was like, so was she alarmed when, when she, she wasn't alarmed. She wasn't alarmed, but for her, it was like, you just saw this. Yeah. I just noticed this. And then she started probing, asking questions. And then she was like, Oh, so you've had symptoms for a while. So this is kind of like the final straw for you. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fair that, that had you, in that in in almost like a denial state like you said well you weren't training anymore and you were telling yourself well, it's because I wasn't training I wasn't as active was there also a bit of fear in there that is like okay something's wrong but I don't want confirmation that something is actually wrong with me I, I think now because the world can see I can't hide that all the other okay. symptoms before no one saw I saw them okay. I felt them right but when you're walking around with your throat bulging out your neck People can see that now. Mm. So something is really wrong. But something had always been wrong, Celia. You know? But now, oh, right. now you want to move. Because mm-hmm. now your body has been telling you what to do. And all of a sudden now, oh, you don't want to pay attention to me? You don't want to listen to me? I've been giving you signs from very early on. And it's similar to like cancer or any other symptom. We, 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 we get, if, if right. you've been living your life and everything has been normal and then something abnormal happens, something is wrong. But we just ignore it. We just put yeah. it off. And then all of a sudden you're hearing your stage four cancer. You, When you were at stage 0.1, something was happening that you were supposed to attend to. And I'm not blaming people because, again, like you said, sometimes we operate from fear. You know, we ain't sure. So let, let's just sit back and see what happens when sometimes we, we're just supposed to it, it will clear up. I think that's <laughs> sometimes the thing that we say. It, it will clear up. It will go away in a couple of days. Maybe I'm just not feeling well today. There you go. So I, yeah. I had to learn the lesson very hard, but it was important that I did because I have that story to tell. And that's the inspiration and the information that I can share with people. Like, don't don't try to play doctor. If there's something that you are unsure with that has never happened, but it's happening, go get checked. Go, it's better to know sooner than later all right right because later could be later too late could be too late and i can say to you right now in this corona season one of my fitness ladies all right she's a breast cancer survivor and she's she's been clear for a couple of years now 
But in April, the last two weeks in April, you know, she would have messaged me. She would say to me, Celia, I dropped off the call because I wasn't feeling well. You know, I was getting all these pains in my neck and my shoulders. I'm just going to take these two weeks off and then get come back in May since June and she has not come back. You know why? Because those pains that she was feeling in her neck and in her shoulders and stuff, that was her brain. She has brain cancer now and is in hospital as we speak. Oh, wow. <laughs> and wow. she is fitness. Like, she's not a lazy person. She's someone that when even when Corona hit and she was in shock, she knew she needed to stay active. Even though it was hard for her, yeah. she knew she needed to stay active. So here it is. You're feeling all of these symptoms and you're thinking, man, it's just a shoulder pain. We, you know, you're working out. We're doing push-ups. You're doing all of these things. We're doing playing. Yeah. So that's probably just the pressure. And that was it. That That's it. That That's what was happening with her. And... And none of us never know, know exactly what it is. But you know what's the beauty wow. about this experience with her is that she has a community of other women, including me, that we're there for her. We're reaching out to her. We're checking in on her. We're sending her information. We're sending her inspiration. But you know, the beauty about her, it isn't even about us now. It's not, she's not allowing it to get her down. And you know how I know it's not letting her, getting her down? Because she is on her phone. We've had two birthdays in the last week and she would comment in the group. She would send her voice happy birthday to these people in the group because she's fighting. She's not yeah. just laying down. Again, mindset. Right, mindset. She's not laying down and p playing dead. And I, I needed to remind her, remember in February and March, we did meditation challenge. We've done the mental wellness challenge and you were involved and included in all of those challenges. What you've learned, use it. This is not your time. Yeah, she has the tools, the tools now. This is not your time to feel sorry for yourself. You are doing everything that you need to do. And I'm very proud of you because I didn't anticipate that she would have her phone and she would pick up her phone when I call to see how she's doing or she would comment in our group to say happy birthday to some of the ladies. That's powerful. She's not playing dead. She's fighting. Yes, it is. And for me, that gives me even more power to work harder, to do more because if she can do it from her bed i can do it from my home and i can what about the rest of us then yeah what about the rest of us and i i think that's that is powerful encouragement for those of us who sometimes we get up on a morning and say hey i don't feel like working out today i don't feel like doing certain things today we know that there are things that we have to do and if we have somebody in that kind of position who who has brain cancer, who survived breast cancer, has brain cancer, and is still fighting and hasn't given up, then that shows just how much then can we, who don't have these, these issues, be able to do then. And, it, and I think it brings back the overall thing about your mind and your mindset being the powerful tool overall. Because if you tell yourself, this thing is going to get me, then more than likely it is going to get you. If you give up, it is going to get you. But if you maintain, and like you said, doing meditation as well to, to feed your spirit or mm -hmm. doing prayers or whatever relax, works yeah. for you mm -hmm. to help your spirit, help your mind, then it helps your body because your mind is telling your body, hey, don't give up. Uh-uh, pump that blood. Do what you need to do to get me up. And I think that that is what we need for maintaining our overall wellness and maintaining yep. our overall health and like celia mentioned earlier not necessarily focusing on dieting but focusing on 
the nutrition that your body yeah, needs. And I can tell you, when I got that news, I, I was heartbroken. I could not function all day. I was crying because it's like, not, not her. You know, not that you wish bad on anybody, but for someone who I know is committed to their health and wellness, you know, someone who shows up, someone who works and works hard, you know, it was, it, it, I was, oh, I was distraught all day. And that same evening we had a class and I remember talking to a friend. I had two meetings online and I canceled them both. I could not function. Yes. And the evening I had class at six. Mm -hmm. And my friend was like, you know, how about you, you just calling off class, call off class. And I'm like, no, I'm doing this for her. If I can't do it for myself, I, I'm yeah. doing this for her. You know why? Because if she was up, she would do it. Yeah, I'm not going to give up because yeah. I'm feeling I'm, I'm going to get up and push for her. If I can't do it for myself, do it for her. And that gives me the strength every single day. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for somebody that you love. Do it for somebody that cares. Do it for somebody that you know is depending on you. We're all, we're all going to die. Okay. We know that. We're all going to die. We just don't know when. But it's a matter of while you are living, yes. how do you want to live? What are you doing to live better? Fit people get sick. Fit people die. You know, but while you are living, how have you been living? I like that question. And that as we get ready to wrap up, I want to thank you, Celia. I want to thank you for putting that question out there and leaving us with that food for thought. How are we living? How are we taking care of our bodies? How are we taking care of our mind, our body and our spirit? Are we maintaining a positive mindset? Are we letting circumstances and circ and situations get us down? Or are we pushing past it? Are we keep moving forward? And for those of you, listen to your body. Listen to when it is telling you that you need to step back. When you have to release the stress. Listen to your body when it's telling you something is wrong. And go and get checked out. Go and get some help, some advice or something. Because when we're maintaining our overall wellness, it has to be a total body connection, mind, body, and spirit. So Celia, I do want to thank you for joining us. Um, you can be sure to check out her website, www.bajanfusion.com. Um, Celia, can you tell us how else they can get in contact with you as well? Yes, I am definitely very social. So you can find me on Instagram. I am Celia Cullimore. Um, my brand Bajan Fusion at Bajan Fusion on Instagram. My public figure page on Facebook, Celia Callamore. Uh, my personal page, Celia Callamore. So you can definitely find me plugged in there. Uh, you can send me uh, email, Celia at BajanFusion.com. If you want to have conversation about your health, your wellness, your fitness, I offer coaching services. I can support you on that journey. If you want to send me a message, you can WhatsApp me at one. 246-284-5426. That's our Bajan Fusion number. Okay, great. So you have a lot of opportunities, a lot of avenues where you can reach out to Celia for getting some more informa information about wellness and staying healthy. And you know, as always, you can reach out to me, Karina Darnell on Instagram. I am Karina Darnell on Facebook. You know, you can also check out my website, www.karinadarnell.com. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends. Let's go.